verse in the first book of John, chapter 4, verse 18, which says, perfect love drives out all fear. God loves us so much, we don't need to fear the future. We don't need to fear him. Not in a I'm frightened way. There is an element of fear of the Lord, but that's more of an awe and wonder type fear rather than a being afraid type fear. So we shouldn't let fear hold us back. You know, our Heavenly Father just wants to be involved. We can't say anything to him that is going to shock him or surprise him about us because he knows it already and yet he still loves us. Sometimes we just don't want to pray. That's the next one on my list. Like Susie said, we're stubborn or we're angry or we're frustrated and we're like a toddler and we want to stamp our feet and go, hmm, you know, we've all done it. I've definitely done it. And again, that's a kind of sense of pride. It's a, I know best and why won't you do it my way? And actually, God doesn't work like that. Sometimes when we're really in tune with God, our wills aligned with his, it does work out like that. But most of the time when we're feeling like this, it's because we're not in line with God's will or we're not in line with his timing and his plan. And it is all about trust. It's so hard to do. But that's what he wants us to do is to step out in faith to go, okay, I'm just going to leave it with you and then sit back and wait, which is really difficult. But that is a reason, you know, sometimes we just don't want to pray. And that's the way it is. This is a really difficult one. The next one on my list. The answers don't come despite praying. Now, this is one of the topics that we're going to be looking at a little bit later in the term. Uh, We've got a whole session on it. It's really difficult. And I'm sure many of us, if not all of us, have been there when we have prayed and prayed and prayed for something that just hasn't happened. And... You know, it might, and the big one here is the healing. You know, how many of us have prayed earnestly and done all the right things for someone to be healed and then they've passed away? And you can say they've been healed there with Jesus, you know, they've been healed, they're no longer in pain. But actually, that's not how we wanted to pray. We wanted to pray for more life, we wanted to pray for, um, you know, more time with that person on earth. And that is really, really difficult. And that can be a real block. If something like that happens, it can shake us, it can shake our faith, and it can make us not want to pray. And I think in those situations, it's really hard, but God is with us, and he understands, and he draws close to us. And I would say if that's where you're at, don't give up. It might be really difficult, but don't give up. Um, And yeah. And other people will be praying at the same time. So even in those moments when you find you can't pray, um, there will be people praying for you. And that brings me on to the last one of my list. There's probably more that we can add in, but um, yeah, the last one is we don't know how to pray because it feels hopeless. We don't know what to pray. We don't know the words to say. And then we look back in the Bible, back in Romans 8, And it tells us that the Holy Spirit himself intercedes on our behalf. So when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for us. And that's such an encouragement. It says we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with wordless groans. 
So there's stuff going on in the background that we can't see, that we can't hear. God is on our side at all times. And so that's a real encouragement, isn't it? That when we don't know what to pray for and everything feels bad, that actually the Holy Spirit is praying for us. So don't let that be a barrier to praying either. As I was preparing this talk, I was thinking, who in the Bible can we look to for an example of what it is that we don't want to talk to God? And the first person that sprang to mind is Elijah. Now, Elijah was an Old Testament prophet, um, and he can be found in the book of 1 Kings. And there's a time when Elijah's been in battle, and then he's tired, and he's hungry, and he thinks he's been left all alone with no other um, people from the Hebrew, no other Israelites around. He thinks he's left by himself. And he basically says to God, I just want to die. I mean, there's nothing dramatic about that, is there? Um, He's tired and he's having a bit of a sulk and just goes, kill me now, I've had enough. And I love this. This is one of my favorite passages of the Bible. God sends an angel to him and goes, have something to eat. You'll feel a bit better. Have a drink. Have a nap. And he does this twice. So that's how important it is um, for self-care, actually, to make sure we're eating healthily and we're drinking and we're, um, you know, sleeping well. That's always a good one. Um, but it just, if Elijah, who's an Old Testament prophet, can have such a moment, then we certainly can. And the, the God sent an angel to care for him. So God's on it. He can see where we're at. He's not going to leave us and abandon us to get on with it on our own. He brings help. Even when we don't ask for it, he's there in the background caring for us. And the thing is about Elijah, just as an aside, is that he never actually did die. God took him to heaven when he was still living, so he didn't actually ever die. So, um, yeah, so his request to die was not granted. Anyway, the second person who I thought about in the Bible is Jonah. Now we know probably heard the story of Jonah. It's a children's favorite. He's asked by God to go to Nineveh, which oddly has been in the news this week. And it's tragic what's happened there, but it's it's, it's mind-blowing. Anyway, um, God didn't want, no, God asked Jonah to go to the people of Nineveh and ask them to repent and to turn from their wicked ways and come back to him. Jonah didn't agree with how the people of Jonah, uh, the people of Nineveh were behaving and said, I don't want to. So he has a strop and he runs away. And he gets on a boat in the opposite direction to the one he's supposed to be going in. And then while he's on the boat, storms happen and the sea's choppy and the people on the boat say to him, what have you done? Why is God punishing us? And he said, well, actually, it's all about me because I'm not doing. He recognized that he was being disobedient. And he says to them, throw me over the side of the boat and everything will be okay. And essentially, that's what happened. They threw him into the sea. The storms calmed down, and um, Jonah was swallowed by a big fish where he was given time to think about his actions. And in that time, he realized and reluctantly submitted to God's will. And then he went to Nineveh, and he did what he was asked. But then he still had a strop because he was crossed with God's compassion at forgiving them. But God points out that he's God and that he loves all of his children and actually it's up to him what he does and it ends well. But these are two, two people in the Bible who 
you know, have real faith, but they still have these times when they don't want to talk to God and they don't want to be obedient and they run away from it. In my experience, when we're close with God and we walk with God and he asks us to do something and we don't do it, he's usually quite good at pursuing us until we bend our wills to him. And essentially, we are human beings. We are created by God. In Psalm 139, it talks to us about being fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're uh, designed by him, we're knit together perfectly by him. So he knows what we're like. He knows how we operate. And as I've said before, we, we can't hide anything from him. He knows everything about us. But he's never going to force us to talk to him because that's not how he operates. As we are his children, he longs to spend time with us. He loves it when we show up. He'll, he'll always be with us. He won't abandon us. Um, I often think with me, sometimes I sit down to have my quiet time and I know that God's in the room with me and I think he's still waiting for me to show up because I can be so distracted by things around me, particularly my phone, it's not a good thing, um, that I, I'm not still enough and I can't concentrate on him enough and then my time runs out and then I have to go and, you know, he's there, he's waiting for me to show up even though I'm in the room with him. But this is, this is you know, we're humanity, this is what happens. So how does it work in our lives when we don't feel like praying? Often we can feel bad. I remember someone saying last week that we can feel bad when we don't pray and it makes us not want to pray more. But instead of feeling bad, why don't we take it that when we're starting to feel a bit convicted that we haven't spent time with God, see it as God saying, I really miss you. I really want to spend time with you. Don't beat yourselves up about it. And I'm talking to myself as much as everybody else, you know. Let, let go of that and, and just come into his presence. And when the need arises and we need to repent, we can be reconciled. So we just, when we know we've done the wrong thing, we need to confess and then we are forgiven and things move on. We need to let God into our lives. We need to let God into those difficult, dark patches that we don't want him to see because he can see it anyway and it's futile trying to hide and if we do let him in, we can be freed from those things. Sometimes it just comes down to an act of obedience, you know. Um, it becomes a sacrifice of praise. It's a discipline, but it's really worth it. Uh, we have to train ourselves. In any discipline, we have to train ourselves. And so it just practice, you know, a few minutes here, a few minutes there becomes a few more minutes. And I'm not saying that we have to spend 24 hours in meditation because that's untenable. But it's just including God in our day. It's taking a bit of time when we can. I remember when children were little, when I started Oasis 14 years ago, I had a six-month-old and two young children. And I remember Juliet, she ran Oasis at the time. And um, she used to say, the first lull of the day, rather than thinking that you have to get up at 6 a.m. and have this whole quiet time and routine and whatever, when you've got small children particularly, it doesn't work. But you know, at every stage, there's always something. So the first lull of the day, that moment when you get five minutes to sit down with a cup of tea and a snack or whatever, that's when you can take time and talk to God. That's when you can open the Bible and have a quick look. 
and see what God's trying to say to us. You know, the Bible can inspire us. It can really help us. And in a few weeks, we're actually going to be looking at uh, praying with the Psalms. Jan's coming in to talk to us about that. And that's a good place to start when we don't know what to say ourselves, when we don't know how to pray. We can look. There's always a psalm for every emotion. There are some really gloriously praiseworthy, happy ones, and there's some really miserable ones as well. Um, But we can use the Bible to help us in our prayers too. And I think we have to remember too, I said this last week, if Jesus felt the need to pray regularly then we must pray regularly. If the Son of God needs to pray regularly, then mere humans need to pray regularly. So I think when we don't feel like praying, it's wise to stop and check ourselves, to go, why don't we feel like praying? What's actually going on underneath? What's the reason that we don't want to pray? Um, And then take some time, a bit of self-care. There might be a reason that you don't feel like it, like tiredness, have a nap. I saw a lovely meme the other day, actually, that um, said that Jesus slept in the storm and various other people in the Bible slept during things, so actually naps are biblical. I love a nap myself, so take that one and run with it. Um, But yeah, sometimes we just need to go, why am I feeling like this? I just need to stop and look after myself. And I know Possibly there are some of you thinking that's the pot calling the kettle black. Yes, I'm aware. I'm not good at self-care myself. But there may be something further going on inside that's holding us back. So I think it's wise to just check ourselves and go, what's going on here? And then whatever comes up, we then lay it at God's feet. We say, this is where I'm at. And God loves honesty and he loves us to be real and raw and vulnerable and it's okay if we're cross to be angry at God it's okay if something's really bothering us it's okay to stamp your feet it's okay to be really real God loves it when we're real much better that we're real with him than pretend everything's all right because he knows that we're not so um yeah just come in all your wholeness in your you know what we all need to just I don't mean your as in a perspective but We need to come to him real and uh, vulnerable and meet with him. And in those times when it's really difficult and we don't know how to pray and we don't know what to pray and we just don't feel like praying, tell somebody that you're struggling because somebody else will be able to stand in the gap and pray for you. And for a season, that might be what needs to happen. God longs to spend time with each one of us to draw close to us, but he also recognizes that it's difficult at times. And that's when, as a body of Christ, we can stand with each other and we can help each other through those times. So find someone that you're really close to and share with them how you're really feeling um, and they can help you through it. So these are my thoughts on why praying might be difficult. They might resonate with you. You might have other reasons. But it's just worth working out why things might be difficult and then bringing them to God or sharing with somebody and get them to bring to God. We're looking at intercession in a couple of weeks, which is about praying for other people. So, um, yes, I think we'll leave it there. I think we'll take a couple of minutes just to think about what's been said and then we will break into groups after we've done that.